0: Welcome to the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. Have a question for the show or need assistance with your retirement plan? Give Philip a call today. 863-285-3815.
1: 863-285-3815. What goes up must come down, and what goes into your retirement accounts eventually has to come out, and that's where you can make some costly mistakes that philip statler wants to help you avoid we are so glad you're here with us today on the statler financial radio show with philip statler he is president and ceo of statler financial services and i am jen Rizak alongside and you know what goes up must come down philip we're going to talk about that as it relates to finances but not necessarily with our age generally as we get older we're just going to keep getting older except for in south korea recently have you heard about this?
2: I have not really heard much about <laughs> South Korea and their age.
1: Their ages have come down. They they had a traditional way of tracking age, which was you were considered a year old at birth, and then a year was added to your age every January 1st. So you think about that, you know, if somebody was born in December, and they're immediately a year old, and then all of a sudden they're two in January, just a few weeks later kind of an interesting way of doing it well now they've passed some laws to fully adopt the international standard for tracking age so for folks in South Korea a lot of people got a little bit younger they quoted a 27 year old office worker who said I was about to turn 30 next year but now I have some more time earned and I just love it feels great to get younger <laughs>
2: that's interesting you know and, and to think about it you know everybody had the same birthday right January 1st I guess they just New Year's Eve. They just had this big celebration, not only for the new year, but it was everybody's birthday, too, right?
1: Yeah, I, I guess so. I guess that's how, how it worked there for a little while. So just kind of interesting. So one of those things that I'd never really thought of, and, you know, we do talk a lot about ages. I mean, think about what a nightmare that is. As people are are changing ages, look at how much confusion we have already <laughs> right now with things like (laughs) RMDs and when to take Social Security and Medicare. And then, you know, I I don't know what all programs they have over there, but what a nightmare if everybody's ages have changed all of the sudden. And speaking of some of those programs, um, as we get into our discussion today, Birthday of Medicare is is actually coming up here. It was in 1965 when President Lyndon B. Johnson signed Medicare into law. I have a, a clip here from uh, former President Lyndon B. Johnson.
2: No longer will young families see their own incomes and their own hopes eaten away simply
0: because they're carrying out their deep moral obligations to their parents and to their uncles and their aunts.
1: Here we are. Medicare is, is I guess, getting close to, to Medicare age at this point, right? Yeah, it's getting
2: closer and closer, isn't it? I mean, 58, it was almost 58 years yeah. ago then that... Uh, I never really thought about it. I, I just kind of thought that it had been around a long time. And I, I mean, guess for some people that is a long time, but it came in after I was born. So I, that's not that long ago.
1: There you go. That, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, just one of those things that we, uh, that I, I just thought, you yeah, know, we talk a lot on this show about things like Social Security, Medicare, preparing for retirement. So just interesting to hear, to to look back at at when these programs were first started and what a different world we live in today, Philip, compared to what things were like back when Medicare was signed into law. Um, you know, we just we just have a, a different standard of living these days. People are living longer. It's a little bit more complicated than it used to be when Social Security and Medicare were first started.
2: Yeah, it is. If you think about it, it's um, back in the day. You didn't have to worry about those type of things. But let's face it, those programs have uh, been a lifesaver for a lot of retirees um, that that really rely on that Social Security and Medicare.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There, there are people who um, are, are certainly relying on those types of programs and, and even for for people who have done a good job saving, um, those, those parts, the, those programs are going to be a part of their overall retirement. All of this really works together. Philip, when we think about things like what's going on with our health care coverage and and the Medicare decisions that we're making, the Social Security decisions that we're making, as well as investments and and ways to be tax efficient, there's a lot going on here for really anybody who's preparing for retirement. And you have a whole process that you walk people through to help them make sure all of these things are working together. What's going on with our Medicare and our Social Security and our taxes and, and our investments, all of that has to be working in tandem
2: absolutely you know that's why you know a couple of years ago i really dove in really hard and and came up with a, a process that really will help folks get on the track for retirement we call it our core retirement design where we really dive in and help people design that retirement they always dreamed of um and, and it's it's simple it starts with a phone call where we answer questions help people determine if they're on the right track or not see if they Need help, want help, or if we can help, you know, there's there's always things that, that we can at least point them in the right direction. Um, and, and so we call that our core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815 to schedule your core retirement design.
1: Again, that number 863-285-3815. I do want to talk about some positive news for people saving for retirement because, Philip, you know, talking a few minutes ago about what a, a different world we live in today, and and certainly some of the economic conditions we've seen over the last few years have been very challenging, and we've seen more economic volatility. We've seen some different uh, economic concerns that people have, but a new study says the average IRA balance increased by five percent over last year, and the average 401k balance increased by 4% over 2022. So that's clearly some good news. But I want to ask you, do people spend too much time focusing on that, that actual dollar amount in their accounts? Is there a, a more appropriate approach or a, a different way to think about this?
2: Well, I think people do focus on how much they've saved. And I think it makes some sense for people because that's just what we're in tune to, right? How much do we have in a bank account? How much do we have in our investment accounts? How much do we have in our retirement accounts? But here's the deal. It doesn't matter what we've got saved. What really matters is looking down the road to retirement and trying to calculate what are we going to be spending? Because it's that spending that's going to determine how much we really need in those retirement accounts to make sure they're going to last throughout our lifetime. So it's kind of a, yeah, we we need to know what that balance is. But to determine if it's the right amount for us, if we're on track. It's more important to understand how much are we going to spend in retirement, and Jen, that's a little bit more difficult for folks to to kind of come up with.
1: Again, this is one of those things where we have to do some uh, crunching of the numbers for people who have done a good job saving. What do they need to be thinking about as as they're starting to to take that transition into retirement, and they're trying to get a handle on all these numbers? Walk us through what this looks like after we've we've built up the savings in the four hundred one k or the IRA then what?
2: So, so then we, we that you know, most people don't have a plan in place, right? They say, they say, they say, they got, they've done a decent job at that. Now they need to put a plan in place. And that's really the crux of getting ready for retirement, putting together that plan. And, and that really needs to start the closer we get to retirement. So I'm going to say 10 years out is not too early to start that process mm-hmm. of really looking at, your retirement accounts focusing on where we need to be uh, down the road so you know and that's really again why we developed our poor retirement design to start that process of making sure that we don't have too much risk in our portfolio make sure we've got taxes under control and we're thinking about those type of things as we get ready to head into retirement jen
1: Talk about the rules for taking money out of those retirement accounts, though, Philip. That's another piece that we don't want to forget. Um, Just talk a little bit about what do we need to know about when we have to start taking money out and what happens if we don't follow those rules for taking money out of those retirement accounts?
2: We had new legislation that passed into last year um, and became effective in 2023. So now we do not have to start taking our required minimum distribution until you are 73 years old. Um, okay. So some good news there. Uh, we can put it off a little bit longer, um, and, and then for those that are that are even younger now, they ten years from now they get to wait until they're actually seventy five to have to start taking their required minimum distribution. So so there's some some good news in there, but we need to keep an eye on it because if you miss it and you don't take your required minimum distribution, you end up with now a twenty five percent penalty. Now, that penalty used to be 50 percent, but the new legislation dropped it to 25 percent of what you were supposed to take out and didn't. That becomes the penalty if you miss that required amount of distribution, Jen.
1: Gosh, yeah. And we just don't want to be making mistakes like that and and having some of those penalties and things like uh, costs and fees and that type of thing just eating into our savings what are some of the things that people overlook as they're making that transition into retirement, and and you know maybe maybe mistakes like the RMDs and some of those penalties? What what types of things do people overlook?
2: I think one of the biggest things, obviously the RMDs, that's that's down the road from sure. when people retire. I think one of the biggest things that people really kind of overlook is the tax implications of retirement. You know, just because you retire it uh, doesn't mean that Uncle Sam's not going to sit there with his hands out because your 401ks, your IRAs, they're a tax time bomb, right? Because you don't know how much you're going to owe on that money until you pull it out. So Ed Slot always says, hey, look, you know, you got a partner, right? You don't own 100% of that 401k or IRA because every time you take money out, Uncle Sam wants his share. That's an area I think a lot of people don't take full advantage of and don't plan properly for that time where they could be making some tax-significant changes.
1: When you talk about taxes, today's federal income tax rates, they could be the lowest you'll see for the rest of your life. They went down with the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act a few years ago. Those tax rates expire in 2026, so not a matter of if, but when taxes will go up. Right, Philip?
2: Absolutely right. That's coming faster than we can imagine. And I bet there's something out there, everyone out there listening today, you know, there's some way or somehow they can become just a little bit more tax efficient with their retirement money. I want to help you understand the potential impact taxes can have on your retirement savings. I want to help you learn about ways to reduce and possibly even eliminate taxes in retirement and creating that income strategy that's going to create the income you need that's going to last as long as you need it to last. Listen, folks, if you're getting close to retirement, if you're five years out, that is soon enough to start the planning process. Give us a call at 863-285-3815, and let's start the process of determining where you are and where you need to be with our core retirement design. Again, it's 863-285-3815.
1: This is the Statler Financial Radio Show. We'll be back in times of volatility the only wrong move is not making one call philip and the team at stadler financial services today and find out where you currently stand with your portfolio 863-285-3815 that's 863-285-3815
0: remember that first paycheck when you started working all those years ago and you looked at the net amount and thought whoa what happened here Well, it could be this way with your retirement accounts you know how much you've saved but if you haven't planned for uncle sam you could come up short in retirement with tax laws constantly changing there's a lot you need to know to make sure you're not paying more than your fair share philip statler and the statler financial team have helped hundreds of families plan for retirement for more than 20 years they'll help you create a plan that shows you how taxes could affect you now and in the future Set up a visit with Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial. Just give them a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Make sure you know how these changes could affect you so you can avoid some of those whoa moments in retirement. Call 863-285-3815. Firm offers insurance services but may not give tax advice. Advisory services are offered through Statler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. to retire right. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show.
1: Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services. And how many times in life have we wished that we knew back when we were younger what we know now, right? I mean, I think all of us have had that sentiment at one time or the other. And there have been some different posts and and blog articles and that type of thing about this very thing. There was a recent blog post from a freelance copywriter and and content specialist who says things I would tell my 20 year old self, and she provides a list of things she would tell her 20 year old self. So, with that in mind, we're gonna we're gonna skew a little bit younger than we typically would here, Philip, in this part of the show. But before we do that. What advice would you give to your 20-year-old self? Or or maybe when your kids were in their 20s, what advice were you telling them and being like, please listen to me?
2: So if I was going to give myself advice for when I was 20 years, I would say, look, you've got time. Time is your friend and use it wisely. Um, Don't go into debt to get the things that you want but don't really need. These are all things that, uh, you know, I would tell myself and and I I told my kids as they were growing up that, um, you know, debt is definitely not your friend. Mm -hmm. Let's uh, put that behind us and not dive into it, because that will save you a lot of headaches as you uh, as you grow older.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think probably a lot of people would say something similar there, Uh, certainly in the financial world. Um, Because the reality is when you were 20, whether you knew it or not, you were already laying the groundwork toward your financial future later in life. And as I said a few moments ago, Philip, we talk a lot on this show about the stages of retirement. We focus on people in that retirement phase of life. But there are five financial stages of life, and I think it's useful to examine each of them, starting with your early career years. I mean, Philip, your clients probably have kids or grandkids in this first stage where they are just just starting out. Maybe they're in their early 20s. So how can we pay forward information to that next generation to help them find their own financial footing? What, what, what do you talk to your clients about when they have kids or grandkids who are who are just starting out and maybe they're asking you what should they be telling them?
2: absolutely you know a lot of folks want their kids and their grandkids to be successfully independent i know i was elated right when when my kids became financially successfully independent that, that's a great day um in, in in the world so you know you don't want to have the next generation just waiting on inheritance. so so what can we be teaching that next generation one is we need to be teaching them to save money to put money aside that emergency. So they're not pulling out that credit card to pay for things that they don't have cash for. Um, The other thing is, is in the insurance world, we need to get the basic things like life, health, disability insurance. And people don't really talk about disability insurance anymore, but it's something I've had since I was probably 25 years old. Wow. Um, You hope you never need it, just like auto insurance. But it can be a, a big safety gap if you ever end up being disabled. Yeah. Um, live within your means. I mean, I think that's important. Again, we talked earlier about you know s- staying out of debt. That that's a big deal. And then invest the in suitable things, and suitable products, and suitable investments, and use that power of compounding while you're young in years.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think that's an important one right there. Learning about some of these ways we can not just save, but also do a little bit of investing. And the world we live in today, Philip, there are so many tools. There are different apps. I'm sure we're not supposed to name specific ones, but there are a couple that I've already talked to my kids about. So my daughters are 21 and 17. We've already started having some of these discussions about, here's this little investment app and you can start building up something here. And uh, again, uh, this isn't like I'm trying to have them, you know, make massive investment decisions. They're just starting out. But uh, it does. It does start to add up over time. And the earlier we can start, the better.
2: Oh, absolutely. You know, the, the sooner you start, even at $25, $50 a month Ew. or, you know, I, I know kids out there or, or I say kids, you know, young adults that, you know, it's 10 bucks, you know, they just they go on that app you're talking about and make 10 bucks into the investment pool. They may buy. You know a tenth of a share of this or or that but it all helps to start that process i mean just the process of putting money into something mm-hmm. right on a regular basis i mean so i think that probably leads us to kind of the second stage of life right and that is now you're you're you you, you started your career maybe you've gotten married um so you know you start being the adult mm-hmm. right now so Right, You start looking for a home that you can afford. I mean, that's the big thing. Don't buy a house. And it's tough right now, right? Because of oh, share prices. But but don't buy more house than you can afford to pay for. Um, and then make informed financial decisions. Don't go out there and buy that boat, you know, RV or something like that where you have to put it on, you know, payments. Save up for it over time. Build Again, continue to build up those financial reserves because as you have a family. And the emergencies kind of multiply more and more because you've got kids now and they get hurt, right? It's it's just a a fact of life. Um, And then again, you need to look at your insurance coverages, make sure that you've adjusted your life insurance to make sure that we've got enough to pay everything off and and to have enough for our family to continue to, to live. And so I think those are areas of life as we kind of hit that career stage and and start marrying, family, and that kind of stuff.
1: So let's talk a little bit about, real quickly here, Philip, do you work with people in these first few stages of financial life, people who are just starting their careers or, or maybe they're in that family and career building stage where they're going through all these things that you're talking about, buying the first home, starting to make some of these decisions. Do you work with people who are in those stages at all?
2: You know Jen, I work with a lot of different kinds of folks, but honestly, I'm probably not the right financial professional for someone that's at those phases of life. Um there's a lot of great folks out there that can can help them and that um, they can get them in that part of their life. Mm-hmm. Um but but I work with people who are getting closer to that retirement time.
1: So, how do we find the right financial professional for our current stage of life. I, I feel like this is one of those things, Philip. We understand it when it comes to the medical world, for example. We get that our kids see pediatricians when they're little, but they don't see them their whole lives. We we talk to different types of of medical professionals throughout our lives. How do we figure this out on the financial side?
2: You know, you're right. In, in the financial world, we don't, we don't have people that work with with just, you know, they're, they're younger folks or middle career retirement folks. Uh, you know, it just, they're not designated that way anymore. So, but there are things that you can look for. You know, how long has somebody been in this field of investing? How, what's their experience? Um, is there a focus on retirement planning? Mm-hmm. That is a, a, a big deal for those people getting close to retirement. Not such a big deal for the 25-year-old, right? Sure. Um uh, do your goals, you know, for retirement, do they really align with your goals? And um, do they? And this is probably a big one, Jen. Um, do they provide a written plan that you can rely on uh, for your retirement needs? And and I would say that kind of lastly, are they client focused? Are they transparent, honest, and and are they independent? Yeah, that, those are areas that I look at because. You know, independence is a big deal. Do they have somebody telling them what to do or are they able to do whatever you, the client, needs to have done?
1: Talk a little bit more about that idea of that written retirement plan that you were just talking about. Um, Walk me through what this looks like, because I know you have a a whole process here in place. This is something that you spend a lot of time talking to people about. Uh, Tell me a little bit about that.
2: So our core retirement design is is just that where we help folks design that retirement plan. We look at several areas of their their you know getting ready to retirement life if you will. We look at the risk within their portfolio to make sure that the risk they have is the amount of risk they should have based on their risk tolerance or whether they're already in retirement. Those things are important. The second thing we really look at is tax planning making sure that we can uh, do everything we can to get their taxes in the lowest tax brackets possible in retirement. Um, And hopefully, I mean, the goal obviously is to reduce the amount of taxes they have to pay if we can. The last thing we look at in that core retirement design is an income plan. What does that income plan look like? Can we plan for you to make sure that you don't run out of money because that's the biggest fear folks have going into retirement. Will my money last? And we want to make sure that we can put together a plan that it will last. It will provide the income folks need all the way through retirement. And that's our core retirement design. And it's really simple, Jen. We, we don't make it too complicated to get started. It's, it's a phone conversation. We set up a 30-minute phone call. We answer whatever questions you may have. We also then ask you questions to make sure that, that we can tell if you're on the right path for the retirement you always dreamed of. And if not, we'll give you, a, hey, look, try this, do that. Or maybe it's something that we can help them with. We'll say, hey, look, we'll give them that opportunity to come in and sit down with us um, and, and help walk them through that process as well. It's, it's like I said, it's a phone call. Give us a call. 863 863- Again, that number is
1: 863-285-3815. Talking today with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring. One more question really quickly before we go to break. We're talking about these different stages of retirement. Is it ever too early to start thinking about retirement and and thinking about planning ahead for this? You
2: know, I don't know if it's too early um, to plan for retirement. I mean, I mean, I, I know Kids I've talked to that man, they're already focused and planning for, you know, at 25, when they get out of college, they know how much they need to save to be able to retire 50 or 55. So does it, is it ever too early? It's never too early to start that process. Um, you know, but, but typically what I see anyway is they start and then life gets in the way and they lose focus of that.
1: As I said, there are these different stages of life, five financial stages of life three of them happen before your retirement years. And the next one we're going to talk about your pre-retirement years are where some of the most critical financial decisions are happening. We want to tackle some of the decisions coming up next. This is the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. We'll be back. Turn your plans of yesterday into yes today. Don't wait another day for a routine checkup of your retirement plans. Call Statler Financial Services, 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815.
0: You can't see it, but you sure can feel it. The economy is struggling right now. Do you know how it might affect your retirement? Some retirement plans take into account economic downturns, stock market dips interest rate fluctuations does yours take charge of your retirement by calling philip statler at 863-285-3815 philip and his team at statler financial have been helping families prepare for retirement for over 20 years they will help address the current economic situation and help you create a retirement plan designed to give you the confidence to move forward Opportunities can exist regardless of economic conditions. Call the team, Philip Stadler with Stadler Financial at 863-285-3815 and find out ways you can prepare now for your retirement. Call 863-285-3815. Call them now. Schedule a visit. Let's get started. Firm offers insurance services. Advisory services are offered through Stadler Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisory firm in the state of Florida. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Welcome back to the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler and co-host Jen Rezac.
1: Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring, and I am Jen Rizak alongside. Now, it's no surprise that what's right for your money now probably won't be the case in 10 or 20 years, right? There are five main stages to your financial life. And we've talked about the first two. They're your early career years, right? Just starting out right after college and in those career and family building years that come after that. The third stage of your financial life, this is an important one, and this is your pre-retirement years. And Philip, this is an exciting time because the house is probably paid off by then. The kids are finally off your payroll. They are Pushed out of the nest, they are gone, and you are in your peak earning years. But this is also the time when you cannot afford to ruin it with the wrong financial moves. Right?
2: Absolutely right. You know that uh, these are the last. You know, I would say last few years because hopefully you've done that early enough that you're in your fifties, right? And mm-hmm. and you're you're at the top of your earnings realm, um, and and you've got things paid off. The mortgage hopefully is getting close to being paid off. Um, though in this world, not necessarily so much, right. Uh. But, but hopefully all the other debts are paid off, right? The credit cards are zeroed out. We've got the cars paid off and we've got a healthy savings account for emergencies built up. Right. At this point, we should be increasing, right? How much we're putting into mm-hmm. our retirement plans, mm-hmm. maxing out as much as we can, our 401ks and uh, 403bs and that type of thing. We need to start thinking about strategies to help reduce taxes in the future when we get ready to retire. Um, you need to start planning ahead for what your retirement is going to look like, what needs you may have, how much you're going to need to maintain your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And you could be thinking about your plans for health care in retirement. Um, yep. That's not a fun topic to really think about, but you need to think about it because right. that's a big deal. A lot of folks continue to work to 65 just so they can get Medicare Mm -hmm. because health insurance is just so expensive and typically your company's help paying for some of it. So it becomes even a bigger expense, you know, if you retire early and don't have Medicare. Uh, Think about, you know, anything you want to do to your house. Let's do it now while we're working. You want to upgrade something. You want to remodel something. Do it now before you retire. Um, so you've got the income to hopefully cover those expenses and take care of them uh, before yeah. you actually pull the trigger and, and retire.
1: Yeah. Plus, when it comes to some of those things like the the upgrades on your house, you get to enjoy it a little bit longer instead of having to to wait. Wait until you're already in retirement. But again, it's important for the kids to be out of the house because they ruin everything when it comes to (laughs) when it comes to house stuff. Not that I'm bitter. Anyway, when is a good time for a financial checkup so we can make sure we're on the right track for retirement, especially in these years leading up to retirement where there, there are big decisions that need to happen here? When's a good time to get that financial checkup? I mean, we're looking
2: at this as kind of mid-career, late career. I, I would look at this as I, I try to put an age on it because it just helps me relate a little bit better. I would say if you're in your 50s, you know, early to mid-50s, late 50s for sure. Uh, but, but your mid-50s, you you need to do a financial checkup. You, you need to know where you are, um, how close you are, whether you're on track or not on track. Um, don't wait much longer than that. Um, obviously, if you haven't done it, you know, the sooner you do it before retirement, the better off you're going to be. And, and I, obviously, I meet with folks that, you know, they, they're getting ready to retire in the short period of time. And, and we meet and get things put together or they retire and then decide I need to put stuff together. But, but no matter what, you need to do a financial checkout whenever it registers and, and we need to get it done.
1: What can you tell us about making the transition from saving for retirement to generating income in retirement? That's one of the the biggest financial changes that happens when we retire. That is that's a big
2: deal Jen. And yeah. that's a not only a a change in investment philosophy for a certain degree to a certain degree, mm-hmm. it's also a different um mentality. It, it's thinking different because we've always put money into savings. We've put money back for retirement, and now we're going to have to start taking money out. Um, and and it it bothers people.
1: Yeah, it's the opposite you know? of what they've been doing this whole time. Exactly,
2: it it really does um uh, give them some stress, right? So, and that's really where I think income planning comes into play, and making sure that we can show them black and white with ultra conservative numbers that what they have is going to last with with the amount we projected they can take out of there. Um, And, again, that all focuses on our core retirement design. It really helps to, I don't know, take a little bit of relief for them that they can can make this transition. They can see where their money is going to come from. They can see that it's going to last, and they can understand the changes that we're making within their risk profile um, heading into retirement. And that's why I developed the core retirement design. Give us a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815 to schedule your core retirement.
1: That number one more time, 863-285-3815. So the last couple of stages of your financial life, this happens during your retirement, your early retirement years. This is a really fun time because you're probably wanting to do all those big bucket list items Philip, how do you help create a spending strategy so so folks can enjoy those early years of retirement without worrying about blowing through their savings too quickly? I think that balance is what gets a lot of people concerned.
2: And and you said the right word there, Jed, it's balance. It's, it's understanding and determining what we can, what I call preload, right? Mm-hmm. Front load, the income plan where they take more income out Those first 10 or 15 years and then reduce that amount going forward once they've had time to to get through that bucket list. And and it is a fine line, right, because because you have to balance and you want to make sure that that there's going to be enough there to last as long as they do. Uh, And so it's a balancing act to make sure that happens and to make sure that they've got enough income to enjoy those first years of retirement and not feel like they're, they're handcuffed. Um, And and that's a, that's a big deal and it can be difficult. Uh, Sometimes Jen, my, my job is, is to deliver bad news and and that's never fun, right? That maybe you can't do the things you want to do based on where you are, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's having that transparency to let people know that this is where you are this is what you can do, and this is how we can make that happen. Right. Um, and that's, again, part of our core retirement.
1: Right. That that seems so important there. Um, it, it's all about being able to have a little bit more confidence with what we're planning to do and, and how we're spending our money. And certainly having a plan can help us have a little bit more confidence.
2: I call myself a retirement coach in a way because... You know, sometimes you have to keep people accountable to the right. plan. They want to veer off and, and uh, uh, you know, go buy something that, that wasn't even in their, you know, thought mm-hmm. five years ago. That, that doesn't necessarily make financial sense and will blow up their plan. So sometimes you got to have that hard discussion and yeah. keep them on track for that retirement.
1: Again, there are so many things that we want to be... Uh, talking through and and making uh, smart decisions as it relates to our finances for retirement. For the the last stage, kind of your later years of retirement, Philip, not the most fun phase to talk about, but certainly important. When do we need to start thinking about our estate plan and our legacy goals and, and any inheritance goals that we might have?
2: You know, I'm on a... Uh... This is going to be something that if we really, if these things are important, we we need to be thinking about those before we retire. Yeah, way earlier. If want to leave right. that legacy? Um, we've got to put that in place, you know, well before we retire because it's going to take some revenue, some some income to make those legacy goals, if they're especially if they're big, to to come to fruition. Um, now, and the same thing with estate planning. You know, those things need to be done well in advance of our retirement. Now, there's still opportunity after we retire, uh, but, but it, it becomes more difficult. It becomes more expensive to do something. So that's where we want to make sure that we've met with that estate planning attorney, that we've, you know, walked through that process to determine what, what things we need to have in place or that estate plan, and if we really want to leave a legacy, um, then then that's a whole nother realm of planning that we need to dive into sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah, really important that we don't overlook this. Philip, talk a little bit about how all of this fits together. Again, when, when you are helping someone develop those Uh, plans for retirement. We're thinking about these things early enough to be able to do something about it. We don't want to be scrambling to react to something happening. That's why we talk about planning, and this is why you've put so much thought into your core retirement design process.
2: Absolutely, Jen. And, And our core retirement design, that's the starting point, right, where we calculate and make sure that the risk is in line with where it should be. To do the tax planning, to make sure that that if we can possibly get somebody into a tax-free retirement zone, we do that. But at least we lower that tax bracket as low as possible in retirement and then creating that income plan. I mean, those are all the basics of the core retirement design. From there, we kind of branch into this advanced stuff and the estate planning, making sure that that folks have those documents in place. And if they don't have the right things in place, they, you know, they're connecting them back with their attorney to get those things done. Um, And and then looking at the whole um, legacy planning, where do we want our legacy to go to our kids? Do we have a charity that we like that we want to make sure that is taken care of? That's the next step that we move into is to make sure that we've got those things taken care of as we head into retirement. All of this is developed starting with that core retirement. Give us a call at 863-285-285. 3815. That's 863-285-3815. Start your core retirement design.
1: This is the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. We'll be back.
2: Do you have a
0: retirement plan but would like a second opinion? Call Philip Statler today. 863-285-3815. Statler Financial Services. 863-285-3815. Remember that first paycheck when you started working all those years ago and you looked at the net amount and thought, whoa, what happened here? Well, it could be this way with your retirement accounts. You know how much you've saved, but if you haven't planned for Uncle Sam, you could come up short in retirement. With tax laws constantly changing, there's a lot you need to know to make sure you're not paying more than your fair share. Philip Statler and the Statler Financial Team have helped hundreds of families plan for retirement for more than 20 years. They'll help you create a plan that shows you how taxes could affect you now and in the future. Set up a visit with Philip Statler and the team at Statler Financial. Just give them a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815. Make sure you know how these changes could affect you, so you can avoid some of those whoa moments in retirement. Call 863-285-3815 firm offers insurance services but may not give tax advice advisory services are offered through statler financial services inc a registered investment advisory firm in the state of florida welcome back to the statler financial radio show with philip statler and co-host jen rezak
1: Thanks for joining us today on the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. He is president and CEO of Statler Financial Services in Sebring. And I am Jen Rezac alongside. And, you know, we talk a lot about all the different risks to your money in retirement, but there is some new research from Vanguard that indicates investors often underestimate the risk of cognitive decline. And this is really scary. It can rob you of your best judgment. Sometimes it can go unnoticed for years. Um, and so with that thought in mind, I want to talk about this week's top five list, which is top five scams you should be aware of. And certainly this can become really front and center, Philip, when maybe we are uh, maybe starting to have some of that cognitive decline. But also even even when we're not, this is a big risk.
2: It really is. That's a good topic. Um, it, it is always relevant to uh, to talk about this. Um and and but the other side of that is it, it can be a hard one to talk about too because right. no one likes to feel like they've been uh, foolish or right. been made a fool of or, or or to think they're they're naive. So you know, one thing that might make you feel better though is that when it comes to those things like phishing emails, you know, it's actually the millennials and Gen Zers who tend to get tricked Out. the most. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so your kids and grandkids have fallen for this stuff and they don't actually know everything, folks. Just <laughs> just to give you a heads up there. So But it on. is, you know, it's one of those things that those phishing emails, you really gotta be careful.
1: Yeah. I mean there are gosh, they're getting so good at this stuff. The the links and the things that can pop up, it really can be simple to to make a misclick, I guess. Not necessarily a misstep, but a misclick. Um, and another, you know, let, let me ask you this, have you seen, or how have you seen scams or even things like elder abuse, which is so tragic too, how often have you seen these things come up as you've been helping people uh, over the last few decades, helping people with retirement?
2: You know, more often than I would like to, yeah. um, you know, I, I can think back to a, a couple that I had a, an older gentleman who would definitely was in cognitive decline, mm-hmm. um, and somebody would call him um, and get him to agree to give them money through his phone bill. I don't even know how that worked, um, and then and then to, to send them money. I mean, he, he went through hundreds of thousands of dollars. Goodness, and and nobody could get a handle on it. Some people they didn't figure it out till it was way too late. Um, sad sad story um of, of that type of thing yeah had another one that that you may find this one interesting um had a grandmotherly type of lady that um you know she got a phone call from mm-hmm. somebody over in england they sounded just like her grandson grandma i'm i'm in jail i need some money to get bailed out um, could you send me 1500 bucks well it just so happened unfortunately for her that she knew her grandson was going to be traveling over to England and Europe. They didn't realize it was a, a trick until she got another call asking for more.
1: Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, those things have happened. I know my parents have gotten emails before from uh people they go to church with, like a Facebook message, and it happened to be people just like that, who they they really were overseas, but they were not in trouble and needing my parents to send them money. So thankfully my parents thought thought that through, but that that is... That is a real, uh, you know, you feel vulnerable. You feel like you want to help somebody. Um, They can be pretty good at at tricking people. So, goodness. Yeah. All right. So, our top five list this week, it actually comes from the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, kind of a different source for information for us on this show. But they have issued an advisory warning against a few scams. And I'm going to go through these um, one at a time and kind of get your take on them. Precious metal scams, this is one that we do see a lot. You know, and some of these, Philip, they kind of, it's kind of depending on what's going on in the world and the economy, and they play off of people's fears. But precious metal scams can, can get people. They, they
2: can. I, I get asked all the time, you know, about precious metals, mm-hmm. about buying of that, and that. And they always want your opinion, right, on what you should be doing. And I'm very, very leery when it comes to all these different companies that, you know, that that, that want to sell you precious metals, and you know how many of them are legitimate, and how many you know are you just getting scammed, and and it, it's easy because it it plays on our greed and it plays on our fear of the monetary system um, going away. Sure, and so that's a that's a big deal.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and I, I think probably one thing for anybody to keep in mind with any of this stuff is just when there's that high pressure. Act now, this is only available for a short time. That should always kind of get your attention <laughs> or, or make Absolutely, you yeah. make you kind of think twice before you lock yourself into something. Um this is another one, romance scams. When you know you have somebody who's maybe an older widow or widower, they can be very vulnerable to somebody pretending to be someone that they're not. It's certainly in this this world of online. Uh, relationships that people can have
2: unfortunately i've seen this happen to to some a friend of mine mm-hmm. uh who yeah. parent. so it was um and it wasn't online it was all via the phone but wow. somehow mm-hmm. they got connected um but you know originally obviously it started online but then it went to the phone and so it was hey can you send me a five hundred dollars gift card so i can do this or that and um yeah it um Again, caused a lot of strife within that family. Right. And also, uh, they lost a lot of money.
1: Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. It, these scammers, they just ruin everything for everybody. It's frustrating. Okay. Uh, fee scams. This happens when, well, I'll talk a little bit about this one where maybe we're a little bit fooled into thinking about the returns we might get if we pay some additional fees. And that's
2: what I, I guess, I'll be honest, I, I'm not hurting. I haven't one. seen
1: this one as much.
2: Um, okay. yeah, that's not one that I'm really familiar with when it comes to fee scams. Um, obviously, it's happening if the if the Federal Trade Commission is on their top five. I've not been made aware of that one here locally um, with the folks that, that I stay in contact.
1: With. Well, that's good. That's good. Uh, I, I think the idea with this one is you are convinced you can get this unrealistically high profit in a short amount of time. But then if you change your mind and you try to withdraw the money, it's all locked up and there's all these fees and all this stuff that you have to pay, all this runaround to try to get your money back. So, again, just well, I, I guess, if
2: you leave it there, it's not going to get it back anyway.
1: Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> so kind of a, a, a stuck situation to, to be in for sure. Um, the last two have to do with prescriptions and Social Security. So the fake prescription scam, this can not only be harmful to you financially, Philip, but certainly physically if you don't really know what exactly it is that that you're buying while you're trying to look for a deal on, on medication or something.
2: Well, that's true. I mean, you know, prescriptions have gotten so expensive that Everybody's trying to find the best, most reasonable deals they can find. Right. And uh, I'm sure online there are fake places out there all over the place that will, you know, advertise a a cheap price for those prescriptions. And Mm -hmm. then next thing you know, you've you've, uh, sent them your, your prescription and you've paid for it and then it never shows up.
1: Right, right. So, again, just just be mindful of who you're dealing with and who you're shopping with online. Um, And then the Social Security scam. This involves trying to get you to give out your Social Security number. They might do things like threaten to suspend your benefits unless you give them additional information. Or they might threaten or say you have to pay something to get your benefits sent to you. Um, Really something that should catch our attention because that is not how the Social Security Administration works
2: never is it's not and that's um it kind of reminds me of you know i i mean they're talking there about social security trying to give out their number, but i get one all the time on my phone a text saying oh your netflix account's been suspended yes. You must pay your bill and it's kind of funny because netflix isn't in my name it's in my wife's name so <laughs> i don't even have a subscription to netflix so it's but those are the things you've got to be cognizant of um one thing when I look at emails, Jen, I, I will. I got one the other day, right, from from um, a cable company, mm-hmm. and my credit card had expired, you know, and I had, I need to go update it. And they sent me an email, Hey, we couldn't process your payment. Um, click here to update your information. Mm-hmm. Never, I will never click there. You don't, don't do that. I just go. Outside of that email, go directly to where you know their email or their um, web address is, log into your account, do whatever you need to do that way. Don't click the links in the email. Right. Go to where you need to go um, without clicking any of those type of links because it can be devastating.
1: Yeah, yeah. I get that one from pay- for PayPal a lot. Allegedly, my PayPal account yep. has been closed, and, and and it's always sent to the email that's not associated with my PayPal account, so that's always my first clue right there. And then it's some weird bunch of numbers in an email address, so be sure to check that. Um, if you feel like you might be dealing with a scammer, um, Philip, what, what should you do? Especially if you are close to retirement, maybe we're working with somebody like you, and now we're worried that there could be a scammer who's trying to to be targeting us. Uh, who do we call? What should we do?
2: So here's some tips that I found from the Commodities Future Trading Commission, because they they obviously deal with this on a regular basis. You know, one, never give them payment. Never give them out sensitive information um, to somebody that you met online or is requesting it. You know, make sure that you've got that, you know, you know you're talking to, you've got that relationship already built. And before you make any investments, get a second opinion. Talk it over with a financial advisor, a trusted friend, or family member, and and don't you know take their advice as nothing. Right? It's it's a sounding board. You need to understand that. Um, don't trade in markets or things you don't understand. Yep. Um, you know, if you get a cold call, <laughs> if you get a cold call from somebody pressuring you to trade or invest, just say no and hang up. Don't even listen anymore because those fraudsters, they're trained to keep you on the phone and to gather as much information to really just wear you down so they get the information they want. That's why I developed the Core Retirement Design. And I'm here to be a retirement coach to help you. Give us a call at 863-285-3815. That's 863-285-3815.
1: You've been listening to the Statler Financial Radio Show with Philip Statler. That number one more time, 863-285-3815. Be sure to tune in again next week for more insights from Philip, and we'll talk to you then.